schadenfreude everybody must have screamed ah he's a sung hero little pushy pushy are you back from listening to stairway to heaven twice now those are just words i looked up on the internet unreasonable doubt a podcast about west virginia university basketball starts now hello from the studio in nitro west virginia this is unreasonable doubt it's a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I'm Josh Witt, and there are certain dominoes that have to fall to get us to basketball season. And a big one fell today, which is college football started. And so I know there's a lot of excitement about football. For me, football has to happen to get us closer to basketball. So we're close. The not-secret scrimmage was announced. That's another awesome domino that's in the distance. That's in late October. West Virginia will play George Mason in the charity exhibition game. So not a MAC team. West Virginia is playing an Atlantic 10 team in the exhibition. Plenty of time before we get there. But the fall semester has started. Another domino that has to fall. And so essentially... As far as guys on the roster, not guys eligible to play this season, but guys on the roster, what West Virginia has is what it is. My understanding, you got to be enrolled at WVU to play for the basketball team. So, of course, there could be another guy or two, a walk-on possibly, or maybe a Jose Perez situation where somebody comes to West Virginia or Camissa West Virginia can get in for the spring semester and then maybe have eligibility where Jose did not. Who's to say that's down the road, but West Virginia has 13 scholarships. And since the last time I was on this microphone, West Virginia added two more guys. So I think we have the 13 scholarship guys on the roster. So let's talk about the 12th guy uh, added to the roster. He hit the portal and committed to WVU in a matter of hours. And this was not a secret, this guy coming to WVU. He had been reported as a target for weeks. Essentially, like this was not out of left field. And so it totally makes sense. Hey, I'm in the portal. Hey, I'm going to WVU. Because the reporting was there that that was a strong possibility. His name is a cook, a cook. 6'10", big man from New Hampshire, played his first three seasons with UConn, transferred to Georgetown for one season last year. So he's a fifth-year guy, a grad transfer, and he's essentially the Trey Mitchell replacement. Similar games in that a cook likes to be behind a three-point line in the pick and roll. He likes to pop and shoot the three. Not a great percentage last year, 28% from three. But on the flip side, six rebounds a game, two blocks a game last year, which is not something that Mitchell is known for. So much so, and Jesse Edwards is on this roster, and we know his block totals benefited from him being in the middle of the Syracuse 2-3 zone. But just numbers-wise, adding a Cook and having Edwards on this team, last year, those two guys alone 
combined for five blocks a game last season. Almost five blocks. West Virginia, as a team, in the 2022-2023 season, they averaged 3.1 blocks per game. And the roster was way more than two guys. Nobody averaged over one block a game. Everybody was under one block a game that was on the roster last year. So guys who left, who we think of as being good shot blockers, these guys are shot blockers. Edwards and a cook are shot blockers. And I have concerns of the current roster about how good they are at defense and staying in front of their guy. The fears for myself and Coach Eilert and staff can be subsided by having these two guys on the floor. I mean, that's that's a big change in statistically what you have on the back line as your last line of defense and obviously can affect how Coach Eilert decides how to play defense this season. I mean, he said he's, he's learned from uh, Coach Huggins and wants to keep Huggins' principles on defense. But if you've got two guys that average five blocks a game, that definitely can change. Uh, it makes you think that lots of ball pressure, which is another hug and staple, but to really be super aggressive with those guys if they're in the game together, being there to erase any mistakes. So a cook is a piece of the puzzle that fits really well for this upcoming season and I think is a great addition to the Mountaineers roster. The 13th guy who just came in and is enrolled at WVU is Noah Farrakhan, 6'1", 165, guard from New Jersey. He played his freshman season at East Carolina, then spent two seasons at Eastern Michigan. Just up front, without looking, and, and Farrakhan's numbers are pretty impressive at Eastern Michigan, but he's been playing college basketball for three seasons. His teams in those three seasons have a record of 26 and 55. And that's concerning because my man Farrakhan has had a high usage rate, especially at Eastern Michigan. So he has his, uh, the ball is in his hands for teams that um, lose a lot more than they win. How that affects how he comes to West Virginia, it could be, it could be, you know, it may not stick. That may not be an issue. But just on paper, I don't like that. I don't like that statistic. As far as Farrakhan's game, he likes the ball in his hands. He likes to get to the basket. He likes to get to the mid-range, especially around the foul line and pull up. Rough year from three last season, but he had a 40% shooting season from three two seasons ago. Not the best defender. Again, just going by defensive rating. He's 6'1", 165. So coming to the Big 12, uh, that's <laughs> that could be picked on. Uh, he would need a waiver uh, that he probably will not get to participate this season. But that doesn't seem to be an issue for it must not be an issue for Farrakhan for him to go ahead and make the jump, knowing what the probability is that he gets to play this season. 
And also, flip side for WVU, they must be very comfortable. A lot of seniors on this roster, a lot of fifth-year guys, including a cook. So maybe if he does not get cleared for this season, then you have somebody to build with for next season. And let's be clear. I'm sure that WVU is going to try to get a waiver for Farrakhan to play this season. What's the harm in asking? If you don't ask, he's not gonna he's not gonna do it. So you they're gonna ask. At worst, both sides know that that doesn't look good, and you're most likely to get no. And similar to Perez, you you get a year to hang out in Morgantown, and hopefully Eilert stays, and hopefully Farrakhan likes his experience and he runs it back with the team in 24-25. Unreasonable Doubt is under the smoking musket umbrella. WVU news and information, go to the website, smokingmusket.com. Follow Smoking Musket on X or Twitter, as it's been known long time, at Smoking Musket. Check out another Smoking Musket podcast. This one's focused on WVU football. It's called West by Pod. You need to check it out wherever you listen to podcasts. Joel and Jordan bring on fellow Smoking Musket contributor Jake Lance to break down WVU's prospects for this upcoming 2023 football season. Check out their other episodes focusing on WVU's opponents. This one, they break down what they think is going to happen with WVU. Great listen. Check it out. Check all the stuff out involving Smoking Musket. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. So as I mentioned, the roster is set with these two new additions. But the dust has not fully settled yet. Waivers are on the horizon. Two waiver decisions so we know who can play this season. And we talked about Noah Farrakhan. But the one looming over everybody's heads, the most important waiver decision, obviously in the last last six months, but you could argue the most important decision for the future of WVU basketball long-term. Josh, don't be dramatic. I'm not being dramatic. The other waivers for Raekwon Battle. 
Have you watched Raekwon Battle play? He comes from Montana State. This guy, my expert opinion, I think he'll be the leading scorer this season. If he's eligible and gets to play, this guy gets buckets. He's really, really good at basketball. And so talking about dominoes at the beginning of the podcast, this is a gigantic domino that's going to fall. Uh, but the effects of what happens with this domino, I think, are major. Because think about the stakes associated with this season. Josh Eilert, Coach Josh Eilert, is, has the interim tag as head coach. Hit the assistant coaches, all on one-year deals. DeMar Johnson is in his last year of his contract. And you want to have your best foot forward to make the best impression. But in my opinion, and I'm not the only one I think that has this opinion, just when somebody says, hey, the guy who could be your leading scorer, if he doesn't play, does that have an effect on the season? One million percent. And so if he plays, best foot forward. And you can't, as a coaching staff, say, you know what? There's not that any of these guys would give excuses, but you can't point to it would have went better if a guy who could have led us in scoring was able to play. No excuses. The results are the result. If Battle gets his waiver denied, think about the effects of that. Then you don't put your best foot forward. I'm not saying West Virginia would have a bad season without Battle but it probably would be lesser than if battle uh than if battle could play and if it's lesser enough then it's one and done eilert gets his chance can't get it done baker goes back to the drawing board coaching search in the time where coaching searches typically happen brings in his his guy and jordan mccabe with a mustache and top three all-time WVU basketball player, Deshaun Butler and Alex Ruoff and all these guys, DeMar Johnson, they scatter to the wind. And you have your third coach in three seasons. You know what, you know what that does for the transfer portal. We got a lot of guys who are doing one season, but with another coaching change, most likely you have another gigantic change in roster due to that. So I'm not trying to be dramatic here, but when a guy of that importance, it hinges on a waiver for one season, then it's what it is. That's, it makes it a gigantic decision, a, a humongous domino, two different paths. And again, the bad path may still be good enough that Eilert stays, but you want to have battle in the mix, especially if you're Eilert. So let's look at WVU's <laughs> waiver record in, in the last few tries. Jose Perez comes from Manhattan. They submit a waiver for, for Perez to play starting in January of last season. NCAA says, no thanks, has to sit. Omar Silverio, Jose Perez's 
teammate on paper at Manhattan. He comes over. West Virginia applies for a waiver. That guy not only gets his waiver denied, but the NCAA says, you're out of eligibility, sir. Good day. So let's call that 0 for 2. And has West Virginia applied for waivers for guys and they get approved? Absolutely. The one that comes to mind for me in recent memory, Gabe Osaboyan got a waiver to come over from Arkansas. Gabe getting things done as a alum, giving out backpacks and school supplies around the state. Awesome stuff that Gabe is doing. So that... It's not all doom and gloom. It's just the last two have been really bad. So for Farrakhan, as I mentioned, low probability of him playing this season. Everybody seems good with that. The reporting on battle is that WVU hasn't submitted the waiver yet. Not as a, not that they're waiting on anything. It's just they're dotting every I, crossing every T, given the recent history being very thorough with the waiver, very cautious with what they're putting in their argument of why Battle should be given a waiver to play this season. Mike Kazaza, his opinion, of which I trust, is that Battle has a good chance of getting his waiver approved. That's not something that we can bank on. That's just what I have, is that on paper, Farrakhan, odds not good, waiver for battle pretty good so i've got my methods as well at at determining if these two guys are going to get waivers to play this season and they're right here can you hear that i've got a pair of dice and i'm going to roll dice and this will definitively determine if raekwon battle and noah farrakhan are going to be able to play this season so let's start with farrakhan He's a long shot. Two dice. I can roll a two through a 12 here. Since the Farrakhan odds are not, or more of a long shot, I'm going to roll the dice three times for Farrakhan. If I roll a nine or better in two out of the three rolls, he's getting the waiver. If, he, if I don't roll nine or higher two out of the three times, then he's not getting it. So... Let's do this. Let's see what's happening. First roll, it's a three. Second roll, come on, is a six. Don't have to roll the third one. So you've heard it here first. Unreasonable doubt exclusive. Noah Farrakhan will have to sit this upcoming season. His waiver will be denied per the dice. I'm actually nervous about this in this uh really dumb activity. Let's get the Raekwon battle. The dice are are calling the shots here. And so we're going to flip the odds here for battle. If he's got good odds, I'm going to roll the dice three times for battle. If two of the three rolls are a five or better, he's getting the waiver. If I roll two, three, or four, you know what? Let's do six or higher. Let's just, let's just flip the odds. So six or better, two out of three, battle's getting the waiver. Two, three, four, or five, if I roll that two out of three times, 
Battle's waiver will be denied for this season. But here we go. Roll number one. An eight. Roll number two. A seven. <sighs> so I don't have to roll the third time. So another, so back-to-back unreasonable doubt exclusives. I am reporting per dice that Raekwon Battles waiver will be approved and he will be eligible for the upcoming season. So that's that's a load off, right? <laughs> Battles in. You heard it here first. Oh, the dice don't lie. The waiver dice. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on all the platforms or just pick one. Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Overcast Podcast, Spotify Podcast, YouTube. Until next time, this has been Unreasonable Doubt. I'm Josh Witt. Josh Eiler, in his WVU coaching career as a head coach, he has zero wins and he has zero losses. <laughs>